0: There are thousands of spiders in my backyard that I never (laughs) recognized
1: were there. (laughs)
2: Nomadic cowbirds. And poking the puffballs.
1: I like turtles. Wow.
2: And lightsaber frog calls. Fresh Fresh scat
1: scaffold with persimmon persimmon seeds. Welcome to That's My Favorite, podcast where we geek out with naturalists. I'm one of your hosts, Rachel Roth, with co-host Lindsay Ryan. We're here today with Deb Williams, one of our naturalists here, and I'm really excited because I actually have no idea what you're going to talk about.
0: Oh, well, then it's a surprise. That's yeah. great. Yeah. I mean, I'm try-
1: I've, I, I've seen your screen uh-huh. with your notes on it, but okay. I'm trying not to look.
0: <laughs> well, originally the topic was Emeralds of the Night, but I may have borrowed that title from somewhere some time ago. Okay. Yeah. But I might say that I consider myself an educator first and then a naturalist. Okay. Because when I came to the Nature Center, I had been an educator for more than 30 years, and then I am learning to be a naturalist as
1: well. Gotcha. So as in like a, a classroom educator. Yes. Uh-huh.
0: Cool. Yeah. All right. But this particular topic struck me because I, when I first heard about it, I heard it as spider sniffing. And that just kind of fascinated me to find out what that was all about. So then I developed a program here for the Nature Center for one of the Creature Feature Productions called Emeralds of the Night or Finding Out More About Eyes That Shine at Night. So, would you say that this topic is one of your favorite things to talk about? I do enjoy visiting about it, but my problem is that I have a little bit of knowledge about a lot of things, so I can't say that I'm an expert about it, but I do have a particular interest in it. and I developed that interest by making the program and still, yet to this day, enjoy going out on a dark night and finding those eyes that shine.
2: Oh, yeah, and that's of... the spider sniffing that you were yes, to, do, right? That right? In case yeah. our listeners don't know what that is, yeah,
0: that's right. Okay. So, and I will tell them more about spider sniffing at the end because I I want them to participate and do that.
1: Oh, good, they have a chance. I think you were the first person that ever took me out spider sniffing, actually, Oh, Dad, Yeah, which is really <laughs> cool. So I. I encourage everybody, yeah. First of all, I was
0: worried about this uh, particular topic being a little too visual for a podcast because there's some beautiful examples of shine that I would
1: encourage the listeners to maybe look up online and see some photos of shine. You say I shine, Deb, and my immediate picture in my head, even though I know what shine is, mm-hmm. I watch a lot of TikTok videos. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so I'm imagining like... Mothman with like glowing eyes. Well, it is kind (laughs) of like that. Well, you know, when you're driving uh, in
0: a vehicle down the road at night and all of a sudden you see a pair of eyes glowing, seeming to glow back at you from the roadside, that's eye shine.
2: I will say that we can include some of the pictures that you're referring to on our page so people can see what you're talking about. Okay. Well, that would be great because there are some wonderful examples of eye
0: shine but what causes it in the first place i mean why do those eyes appear to glow back to you is what interested me and it's the photons of light at night are traveling through space and they're energized and they hit your eye as a human but you cannot process that information because the light level is so low. But an animal that has eye shine has this very special layer at the back of its eye and I've heard it pronounced a number of different ways but I'm going to go today with tapetum lucidum or lucidum is another way I've heard it pronounced. And basically what it is, it's like a mirror at the back of the eye that's a reflective layer and one of the ways I like to show what reflection is to younger people or people who don't understand the difference between absorption and reflection is I have this wonderful gadget that I didn't think either one of you had seen before called a reflecting box. And it's made out of mirrors, mirrored tiles that I purchased at Home Depot. (laughs) And it's a cube. So if I have to describe it for the listeners, it's a cube. And the mirrored sides are all facing inside. And then you put some kind of lighted object, like I usually light a small candle, like a votive candle, and put it inside the box. And then you can see how light is reflected off of those mirrored surfaces. And... So I really think you ought to see it so that you can exclaim over it.
1: Okay. I've actually – I've seen this box before. I don't know if I've seen, like, the full – Spectacle or whatever, but I distinctly remember being terrified. I was going to smash it. <gasps> oh my god! We were gosh. trying to move it.
2: Yeah, she brought the box. <laughs> she brought the box. <laughs> it's very fragile. I don't know. If Holy moly! Okay, when you were saying you you made it out of mirror tiles that you got at Home Depot, mm-hmm. I was imagining like the little tiles that you put in your kitchen or in your bathroom. Oh, well, those are massive. Yeah, and the original
0: ones I made.
1: Wait, here, we're gonna take this whole microphone with us. Okay. Let's go. Let's go explore deb's box also i want everybody to know that uh deb made some really cute hand gestures when she was talking about photons <laughs>
2: <laughs> and she's currently going to burn down our building by letting match well i Ooh. hope not <laughs> yeah. yeah i love the smell of fire
1: Ooh. Ooh
0: so again you like um some kind of candle or lighted surface and let me turn the box a little bit should we turn the lights down in here no you can see it without the lights okay okay with or without the lights all right i'm looking
2: into this mirrored box and it's okay. a little trippy
1: yeah but if you oh, want to break it's like it. literally just like a square feet of mirrors mm-hmm. duct taped together yeah
0: if you take the box lid and close it all but just a little ways and then look inside the box you can see the reflection of the light how many times
2: an infinite number of times so many times
0: yeah so these surfaces remind me of that tapetum lucidum at the back of an animal's eye and what they're doing is that they're increasing the amount of light that they can see uh by reflecting the light backward out into space Mm -hmm. and this same kind of thing is happening there. You can see the lights being reflected an infinite number of times that you said. You can't possibly count the number yeah. of times yeah. that it's
2: there. I'm
1: going to turn the lights off because I bet this is really cool in the dark, and it probably shows even better just how,
2: like, bright it makes it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so while Rachel is shutting out the lights, I'm going to ask Deb here. Okay. Uh, have you ever seen, and I pronounce it tapetum lucidum, mm-hmm. have you ever seen one in real life? Oh, no, well, yes, I did. I um, To our
0: Halloween event mm-hmm. last year. Oh. I had um, went and got some cow eyeballs at uh, the... <gasps> that's right. bookie. Mm-hmm. And um, the, and we looked at the layer of the eye at the back of the eye. So this is one of the things that kind of excites me. I used it in my classroom when we talked about different differences between reflection and absorption and refraction and all of those physical science terms. Uh-huh. Um, but I thought it was pretty relative to this reflection of light at nighttime from an animal's eyes as
1: well. Yeah,
2: This is really cool.
1: Yeah, I actually looked behind me when I sat back down here to make sure the rope lights weren't on in the aisles behind us. Yeah, they
2: they look like aisle lights going on forever and ever, like the ones you see in movie theaters. Yeah. Yeah. That's really neat.
0: Yeah, so it's hard to describe, but if you want to build your own, it's pretty easy. It's duct tape and uh, one, two, three, four, five, six mirrored tiles. And... You can do smaller ones, of course, but the big one is, holy cow.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Just
0: don't You drop can it. see
2: so much further into space with these. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway. Oh, that's so cool. Well, what's interesting is that the further I look into the box, you can almost see the, the lines of the candle reflection oh, going yeah? back. And they look like they're curving together to meet at a oh. point, but I can't find the point where they meet yeah well, they kind of fade
0: out as you go further back too. Mm-hmm.
2: man, yeah. that's cool.
0: yeah, so that's one of my favorite
2: tools to talk about reflection of light. so um can we go back to you and the cow eyeball? Oh, yes, really uh-huh. okay, so when I took a physiological adaptations course mm-hmm. when I was in undergrad. Uh, we got to dissect these cow eyeballs and we had to specifically find that tapetum lucidum mm-hmm. and it looks like a silvery sheen on the back of the eyeball and it has that kind of
0: pearl type yes, yes. it's like an um, oil
2: slick in a puddle almost yeah.
0: is cow or cow um, um, a clam shell with the different uh, reflection of light coming yes, off of it because yeah. when,
2: when we looked at it it was you could see blues and pinks and coppers and yeah. everything I like had that. forgotten about bringing the eyeballs last year <laughs> <I>? <laughs> but that
1: was so so cool.: <laughs> Yeah,
0: it was. And to peel it apart and actually find that, and, and until then I had not seen it, you know, in an actual animal or yeah, anything. That's so. so
2: cool. that's really cool.: Yeah.
0: Okay. OK, so that's the light box. So we could get into a little bit more of the science, and I don't know all there is to know about it, but primarily... One of the other reasons that these animals are able to see so well at nighttime has to do with the number of cones or
1: rods that they have in their eyes. Okay, so sometimes I get them mixed up. What, what exactly are the cones and rods?
0: Okay, well, they are receptors. They're picking up that light from the outside world that's mm-hmm. coming in through your eye lens And they, the cones, I have to always remind myself too. (laughs) And it's nice that I have this little drawing here of a shape of a cone. (laughs) And a rod is just a straight line with a kind of um, a a rectangle, I guess you would call it. So in an animal or a person who's more active at daytime and you're seeing uh, things better in in the daytime, you have about an even number of cones and rods the light receptors that pick it up. But a nocturnal animal has lots more rods than cones, so they are able to pick up more light at nighttime. So,
2: yeah. Okay, so the cones are the ones that help you see color, is that correct? Right. Mm-hmm. That's a nice alliteration. Yeah. I was thinking okay. about that. Yeah. I had not realized that. <laughs> yeah, so cones yeah. help you see color and rods do light. Yeah. Now, my next question is, are the rods and cones, are they single cells?
0: Well, that I can't answer. I okay. don't know. Do you know the answer? I don't. That's that. why okay. I, asked. I don't know. Okay. Oh,
2: yeah. That's a good question. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the cones,
1: do do they, um, do they see specific colors or do they see? Because I remember people talking about like whether animals have different types of cones, and that's how they could tell whether they saw whether, certain colors. Yeah, different colors. But I don't. Honestly. Yeah, and I don't
0: know if we have enough information about that okay. as far as you know, it's hard to ask an animal, what color do you see? Yeah. And and I know they they can tell some of it by looking at the cones and the rods, And but um, an activity for a human to do at nighttime to discover what your night vision is like is that normally when you first go out into the dark and there's not a lot of ambient light, like you gotta go to somewhere where there's no street lights and um, hopefully not a lot of light from the sky as well. And as dark as you can possibly get it outside, your eyes will start to adjust to that lack of light and you will see a little bit better. But when you first cut yourself off from the light, then things are just kind of shapeless and you don't really see colors or anything. So something you can do is take a piece of paper and a crayon and you can't have seen the crayon previously (laughs) and you look at the crayon and write what color you think you have in your hand on that piece of paper and then you turn on the lights and you see what color it was actually and some colors are easier to see at nighttime than others depending and of course the crayons themselves don't have wavelength but the light reflecting off of them
1: has wavelength, so it has to do with something with the, the wavelength. I hope I'm saying that correctly. <laughs> yeah. but It'd be really fun to take like a Scrabble bag out with like a bunch of random crayons and just like test reach yourself. Uh-huh. Uh, that well, walk yeah. yourself in a bathroom and instead of playing Bloody Mary, yeah. you just like get a bunch of crayons out. <laughs> That's horrifying. <laughs> or not. <laughs> There's probably not enough light in like an actual pure dark room. So if that doesn't actually work, does it? Yeah. No. But outside, there's a little low
0: bit of light. light. Mm-hmm. Yeah, With There the room is light and everything. And but probably- it's really hard to get a room too in complete darkness. Just like I noticed, because of sound purposes, you put the coats along the bottom of the door. Mm-hmm. We would be able to see light around the door, even though if we turned all the lights off in the room, even, you know, cover the exit lights or anything. Right, you could definitely
1: see it in the cracks going between the doors. Mm -hmm. We're in the auditorium, by the way. But (laughs) you reminded
0: me too, I had always heard that when you go out to observe the lights at night, or the stars at night, excuse me, that you should take like a flashlight that was covered with red cellophane Mm. so that you did not change your receptors in your eye or or alter them, I guess, so that you could see those stars a little bit better.
1: I've Hmm. heard that too too, but I don't know how or why that works. Well, it has to do
0: with longer red wavelengths. So the red light has a longer wavelength. And so they, it helps to preserve night vision. And, but then I looked it up yesterday just to confirm that I remembered that correctly. And there was some discussion that perhaps that's not necessarily true, that perhaps just very low level light is better than red light. But, but then you think about, uh, the military and their use of night vision goggles and those kinds of things, and they're kind of more of a greenish a color. Green, yeah. okay. Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: So I don't know about the final results of whether red light is the best light, night light or not to use to help you to wander around at night. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Hmm. But we digress. <laughs> <laughs> As always. Yeah, that's it's all right. It's hard not to. Yeah, it is. So we've talked about uh, how the lights, um, and the rods and the cones, but some things uh, that also help nocturnal animals to see a little bit better are the size of their eyes. Like, I know that Rachel knows a lot about owls, mm-hmm. and the, maybe you could tell us a little bit more about the size of
1: their eyes and the sockets. and. Oh, they're huge, yeah. They, they take up, um, I think, like 50% of the mass of their skull, the uh-huh. eyes. And they're so big that you can imagine if if humans had the size of eyes that owls did, it would be like tennis balls or a little bit larger. Okay.
0: Yeah, so that is one thing that helps (laughs) them at nighttime as far as being able to see a little bit better. And then the other thing is the shape of what I – the pupil – So we have that circular pupil, and it works kind of like the aperture of a camera Mm -hmm. in opening and closing. And I don't know if you've ever tried um, a setting on your camera and, and then looked at the aperture so that you could actually see those little flutters of, or piece of metal, I guess in this case, opening and closing. I've never a,
1: seen that. I, I think it's either. kind
0: of fun to watch. <laughs> oh, I've
1: never done that before.
0: <laughs> so that but you can see how e- you know slowly it will close on a different setting like if you have a night setting on your aperture of your camera or if you have a daytime setting it, and you can also hear it too mm. as the uh, aperture opens and closes to allow a different amount of light in. Well, some nocturnalize, not all, but some have kind of an oval type aperture opening, and what I read about that is that it seems to be easier for them to open and close to uh, let more or less light in throughout the day and the night, whereas ours has more parts or uh, pieces that have to work together in order to open and close. Uh, To get that light into your eye, and I know this is going off subject again, but I just thought of something else. that's kind of (laughs) interesting. Uh, One of the first things I learned about owls, and I've tried experimenting with it, and it doesn't work, or I've never seen it work, is um, that their um, pupils actually can work independently of each other. Yes. Yeah. And one will be large, and one will be small. So if there was a lot of light on one side of the room, the uh, pupil would be smaller because they don't need to let as much light in, and on the other side if it's darker it would be larger and so I've tried holding the animal and putting a flashlight on one
1: side (laughs) just
0: just... wouldn't they just like look away yeah they do do.
1: (laughs) okay I've actually like seen this though oh I I think it was um the little red screech owl we have that's missing a wing Mm -hmm. and I had her in a totally dark room in our classroom but you know the the windows are open on that one side Mm -hmm. and so there's a lot of light coming in like daylight from that side and I wasn't like shining a flashlight in her face, I guess, and that's why she didn't look away. Yeah, but I I could see that one of the pupils was way bigger mm-hmm. on one side than the other was. Okay, that's pretty cool. I will say too that like even though owls and you know that just because I know for this particular animal uh, that um they have round pupils, but they also have like their their eyes themselves aren't. Round globes, the way you think of eyes being there, kind of shaped like a tube. So they basically have like their entire eye and the socket it's in is shaped like a telephoto lens for nighttime vision. So that's probably why owls can get away with having round pupils. But that's, I mean, Mm. I have no idea. That's actually the reason. Huh. Well, and even though I
0: call this presentation, Emerald, because that's the light that I have seen mostly from spiders. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> eye shine color is different in different animals. And uh, so I'll, you can look up different charts and they're pretty similar. A screech owl will have more of a reddish eye shine color. Um, barred owls are, most of the owls I think I see are pretty much red. A white tailed deer will be the silver white. A fox and rabbit and cats are red. But I borrowed, originally for my presentation, some photos from our former director, Bob Gress. And I matched the um, font to what I saw as the color of the animal's Mm, eye. hmm. Of course, that could be bringing it out a little bit more because Mm, I chose that font, but that's what it appeared to me. So to me, a badger has kind of a bluish color to their eyes. Ooh, it's kind of blue green. Blue green? Okay. Yeah, it does look bluish green. It's pretty. And a wolf spider. <laughs> yeah. Has kind of the white one. That's fun. This was a black footed <gasps> ferret. Right. Cool. And have, you've seen black for the Yeah, have you ever been have on a survey? I have
1: not. No, Lindsay, have you been on a no. survey? No. Oh my god! They didn't need
2: us last year. Yeah, or, that's right. Yeah. So we didn't mm-hmm. get to go. I didn't get to
1: go. It's like one of the most brilliant eye shine colors I've ever seen, though. You know, like it's always a little bit different. I've I've read that I don't know. Have you read that domestic dogs sometimes have different eye shine colors? Yes. Too? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if anybody here listening owns a dog or a cat. You've probably caught in certain light, like you'll see your like, creepy, (laughs) reflecting eyes from your pet. Mm -hmm. And some pets will have, like, turquoise eyes or something weird like that. But even out of all the eyeshine I've seen, nothing is as, like, bright and vividly colorful as ferret eyes. It's just the most brilliant green. So I had the color right on that one. Oh, <laughs> for sure. So yeah. here's
0: a black-tailed jackrabbit, but look oh, at her. It's so reddish. It's yeah. very yeah, Donnie Darko-ish. Yeah. <laughs> so I think what? it must have taken Some me a quite a while to match the colors of the font and the presentation to their eye color, but <laughs> yeah. Oh, but this one is just amazing, bullfrog. Oh, wow. Yeah, because yeah. it's kind of a rainbow of colors, and yeah. it has the blue and the yellow. And um, when we did the um, spider program here with uh, the professor from McPherson, that first time, I went out to the pond and I caught the eye shine of a bullfrog. It was so, so that's exciting! bet yeah. that was cool because it's beautiful.
1: Now that's crazy. Do you do you know anything about what makes it those certain colors? Well... Like, is it possible that in some of these, like the bullfrog, week, we're seeing parts of, I don't know, the retina or something too, or I don't... Oh, that's
0: a great oh, question. I'm talking away from the mic, but I thought I read it somewhere, but it's not just something I remember off the top of my head. It has to do with the riboflavin or zinc in the animal's tapetum. So yeah. it's a layer actually
1: in the tapetum. Mm-hmm. Okay. The yeah. Okay.
0: So there's a different substance, and that's why they don't they don't glow with the same color. So. Oh. I did find that information, but I had forgotten it. And the great horned owl. Ooh, look at
1: that, boy. <laughs> Yellow and orange. Yeah. I would feel so guilty for shining a light in an owl's eyes. I don't know why I don't feel the same way about mammals. <laughs> Maybe I do know why. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, a lot of times you just catch them by accident, though, Yeah, too. You I aren't guess. purposely doing it. That's true. Well...
1: I've definitely done it on purpose, like for surveys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Well, then a raccoon is just plain old white. Mm. And ah! Lindsay was just asking me earlier if the the uh, opossum had eye shine, and they do, but their eyes are so small. Yeah. Oh. It You
1: know, they don't have a whole lot of it. But for some reason, I was thinking that, it was a trick of the camera, and not that their eyes were just so tiny, but that is just their it's, eyes are tiny. Yeah, they have, yeah. Su- they have such
2: small eyes. Yeah. Because that's why. Oh, but
0: isn't <gasps> this one yes. beautiful? This is a walleye. That's cool. And theirs look um, pearly like. Yeah. I don't know how you would describe it, but it's I think that's just beautiful. Really cool.
2: It almost makes them look dead. <laughs> yeah. It's like <laughs> it's cloudy almost.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I forget about like. Underwater animals mm-hmm. that they might have tapetum lucidum too. Yeah. Is that from a tapetum lucidum? Do all these have topedum? Yeah,
0: that's my understanding. Yeah. So there's all kinds of animals that are going to have eye shine. Had never thought about mollusks. Mollusks what? as having eye shine. Dogs. Oh. C- cats, coyotes, antelope, fox, mm-hmm.
1: skunks, opossums, and many fish. I'm yeah. still stuck on the mollusk. Like, what part of a mollusk has eye shine? Well, I don't know. Probably the <laughs> inside. Well, like, what part of the inside? Is, do
2: mollusks have eyes? I don't know anything about muscles. I don't, I don't... I wouldn't call it, like, an eye, but, like, the inside of their shell. I mean, they mm-hmm. used to make buttons out of mollusks' mollusk shells. But that's not eyes. Because shell. they were so yeah. shiny. But I'm I so think it's confused. the same concept though is that mm-hmm. it's that reflection of light back at you oh maybe if it's just got its shell
1: open maybe you can like spot the animal by the shine coming back from oh. the shell i think i'm not sure i should 100%. have looked it up sure. ahead of time because i don't know the answer we'll, to that. we'll come back to this at the end Write write a note
0: okay okay so now we're kind of <laughs> circled back to what really started my interest in eyeshine to begin with was <laughs> this term spider sniffing. And when you the best time to do spider sniffing is this time of year, which is October. And, and or um maybe uh, summertime, but really I think I've had the most success about this time of year. And because I live up next to a hedgerow, I can go out any night I want to and and see lots of spiders, but it's very eerie. The first time I did it and I took, uh, you need a small flashlight. And I know that people are tempted to use their their technological advances of their phone, but really a phone flashlight does not work very well. You just need a very small handheld flashlight. And then you hold it up to your eye. And that's another thing. A mistake that sometimes when I've worked with kids that they make, they stick the flashlight way out in front of them rather than up here by their eye. Uh And what you're looking for is the reflection of that light coming back off of the tapetum lucidum and back towards your eye from the flashlight. So you're shining it on that reflective mirrored surface with the flashlight. And then you're able to see it shining back at you. And spider shine is pretty just amazing to see. And I, well, the first time I did, I was walking around our backyard and I would take a step and there'd be a light. And I'd take another step and there'd be a light. I thought, there are thousands of spiders in my backyard that I never recognized were there. <laughs> That's really cool. It is. Uh. And then the, probably the most exciting one that I saw was thousands that it looked like, little lights all in the same place. Okay. And I collected that particular specimen specimen, excuse me, and put it in a container and it was a mom with her babies uh, on uh, her back. And that was kind of you're going, oh, it was kind of gross. No, I love no, spiders. It,
2: it was a wolf spider, right? Yes, okay. it was. Yeah.
0: That's so cool. Yeah. So it's just something that I really have found an interest in, and I still go out, even though I actually did this program uh, for our creature feature probably eight or nine years ago. Wow. I still go out periodically and look for spider shine, especially at this time of year or, or good times
1: of years, to go out and collect that information. That's yeah, fine. there's just tons of spiders out right now, so it's a really good time probably yeah. to, to find them. And if- you could even go in your house and look like... In- Inside your house? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Ooh, Lindsay, get your house spiders. Oh, I will. Eye shine. Minerva? Yeah. Minerva. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, She's an orb weaver. Oh, yeah. Do they yeah. have eye shine? I don't know. You have well, an orb weaver in your basement? Yeah. Oh, that's cool.
0: Okay. Yeah, well, and I found one in the bathroom this morning, you know, and I because <laughs> critters are starting to move indoors and mm-hmm. um and for if you're concerned about going outside, you could put one in a clear plastic container. Make sure they have air and release them afterwards, but to have that kind of same experience if you don't like if it's too much for you to go outside <laughs> at night. I've done that here in the auditorium put spiders oh, yeah. in containers and then let uh, children or adults uh, use the flashlights and see if they can find the eye shine for the animal. I was there that
1: night and the only the only problem I think we had was when people were trying to use their phones instead of flashlights. Mm-hmm. And when like we had some jars that had labels on them that we'd put the spiders in and sometimes that would make it hard to see but otherwise it was like, yeah, it was
0: Yeah, just perfect. a peanut butter jar <laughs> or a clear container. Yeah, and you wanna get rid of the labels if you can because. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it's a little more controlled way to do it, but it's much more exciting to go out at night. Here's especially at the Great Plains Nature Center, if you walk along the path and we have a mown area and then we have where the grasses are really tall, that's mm-hmm. a great place mm-hmm. to look for eyeshine.
1: Now, can people just come out here anytime? Well, <laughs> technically not. <laughs> no, we're
0: closed. The park, which is part of the adjacent to the Nature Center, is closed after dusk. So, yeah, can you, but you, could you do it at dusk when it's like just a little
1: bit dark? Um, I don't think so. I, oh. I, it needs to be pretty dark okay. in order okay. to be able
0: to see it well.
1: But what you are telling us is that people can, if they really want to get freaked out about spiders in their yard, they can just go into their backyard. <gasps> yeah. With a flashlight. Uh, yeah.
0: Although a cultivated backyard where there are no, um, native plants or, you know, I think you're going to be less successful. Although you might find a few, mm-hmm. you might still, because right now they're on the move. That
2: makes sense. Okay. I don't know. That sounds like a fun party game to pull out if you have a Halloween party. Oh, yeah.
0: Ooh. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Well, I have had friends over for a birthday celebration oh, about dead. this time of year and <laughs> and when I was first learning about um, I Shine, particularly in spiders and we all went out as part <laughs> of the party. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. <laughs> That's
1: adorable. Was there like a grand prize for the most spiders? Well, collected no, or no. Oh, what kind of party are you throwing? Collect well, spider. I didn't want to know
0: how many I had in my backyard.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you just want to see them all. Yeah. You just want to see them. Yeah. yeah. I remember so, the The first time you took me out and I saw the spider eye shine for the first time, I was kind of amazed because it looked like there was dew in the grass. But every single time I walked up to one of the little sparkly dew drops, it was Mm -hmm. not water. It was all spiders. Oh, that's so cool. Every single
0: one. Oh, and I should mention that if you've just had a fresh rain, it's not a good idea to go out after that oh
1: yeah
0: <clears throat> it, do a lot of yeah. dew drops as well as the spiders are probably not as much in motion as they might have been when
1: conditions are a little drier
2: mm-hmm. so, okay. yeah. cool so deb yeah
1: i think that's it oh my phone's telling me to look up mala sky shine oh yeah. let's yeah. do that real quick All that right. was fun I learned a lot yeah thank you for sharing that with us deb. Mm-hmm.
0: well it's one of my favorites <laughs> I, but i just thought i was just worried it would be too
1: visual think so. Well, because I think everybody's had the experience, yes. whether mm-hmm. it was their pet or, like, a deer on the side of the highway mm-hmm. or something. Yep. I think yeah. everybody has seen some kind of eye shine before. okay. And this is different from people getting red-eye in photographs for right. the record. Right, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. not, because that's light that's coming off the capillaries in your eyes.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. And cameras of today are pretty well – probably there's kids that have no idea what red-eye yeah. is.
2: Yeah, they've done away with it. Yeah,
0: and even – I don't think, even if you send photos to Photo Labs anymore, that they even have to contend with red eye and photos anymore. I
2: think you might be right about that. Or they can easily
0: edit it out of the picture.
2: Yeah. I mean, I know I can edit in the Windows Photo Editing software that came with Mm -hmm. the computer. You can still edit out red eye. Oh, yeah. On that. So Mm -hmm. I don't know.
0: But I can't think of the last time I've had to worry about it. And my sister in law was really bad about a red eye in older photographs that I re- that I recall.
2: Yeah, <gasps> especially those ones that you just take and you have to get developed and mm-hmm. whatnot. Yeah. Dude, some mollusks do have eyes. What? Look at this scallop. It's got hundreds
1: of little simple eyes. Oh, well, that's a valley. marine one. Well, I, I was thinking freshwater. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was thinking of mussels, but... Now it's making that makes sense. sense. Like okay. they're talking about like all kinds of mollusks because it said mollusk I shine mm-hmm. right, and like right. squid and octopus would that be makes, yeah. Oh, okay. that makes and sense. That cuttlefish. I and was thinking of mussels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So those guys, nautilus, have eye shine. And you know what?
2: I think I knew this because um, I've watched a lot of those deep sea documentaries, oh, yes, uh-huh. and they can't see anything down there because it's so dark. But when they have their submarine and they shine lights on all the critters, they have eye shine. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool. I'm glad we found
0: the answer to that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't
2: know. Thank
1: you. It's funny that our brains immediately went to Kansas (laughs) mollusks and (laughs) nothing. Yeah. It is. Uh, I mean, speaking
0: of eye shine, I mean. uh, Oh,
1: wow. Is that the the shine of your eyes? Well, yeah, I think so. Is that your real favorite thing?
2: Well, probably. Yeah. For the record, this is Deb's grandson that she is oogling over on her laptop. Yeah. yeah, And he turns a year old on October 22nd. So. Oh! That's so
1: exciting. (laughs) You out there listening? Listen, listen to me. <laughs> Subscribe. <laughs> go to our uh, website page, gpcorg slash that's my favorite with hyphens in between. Wait, that's hyphen my hyphen favorite. You just go to our website. And um, we'll have all the show notes for Deb's episode there. Thanks to our producers, the Great Plains Nature Center, who we work for <laughs> and uh, produce this podcast. Yep, Okay, that's it. Uh, thanks. Bye. Bye.
0: All right. And you are
1: editing, right? Oh, of course. Like <laughs> yeah. Every time I do. Otherwise, I would sound like a massive idiot the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> so that's getting cut. Okay. But anyway.